0: Right. well, we do want to welcome you to River Church in Tuscaloosa. Uh, we're ministering tonight on a series that we started last week, so it's just barely out there, and we're going to call it Consider Not in Order to Stagger Not. And we have a specific scripture that that comes from, and that's in Romans chapter 4. So if you turn to Romans chapter 4, Consider Not in Order to Stagger Not. Well, what's that all about? Well, it's a step. It's what we have to do to grow in faith. Um, Faith is a tricky thing, and the reason it's tricky is that it's way more simple than everybody wants to make it. Did you hear me? It's complicated only because it's so simple. Faith is simply believing the Word is true. Once you believe the Word is true, there's nothing else to do. Oh, there's some things that you might navigate on. Like when you got the Holy Ghost, there's some things that uh, were kind of tricky sometimes and, you know, you didn't get this and didn't get that, but, but it was simple to get it. You just asked for it, you got it, and there you go. So in Romans chapter... Oh, well, let me read this to, to you. I read this this evening. It is secular, but it fit. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Let me read that again. You never know how strong you really are until being strong is the only choice you have. We all like to watch TV shows where the movie is a testimony of someone that's under it and just barely makes it and it's just so close. But then at the end, they come out because they persevere. Well, I tell you, River Church, and I tell you many people across the nation, we have not yielded. We have not bowed. We have not uh, bent. Uh, excuse me, broken We've bent, we've come to it, but we've come out on the other side. And it doesn't mean there won't be a little more, uh, a little dab of this and that, but I'm telling you, the faithful man will abound with blessing. Let's say it together. The faithful man will abound with blessing. So if you do this wrong and you didn't get that right and you got a past that's kind of littered with stuff where, where you just, the faithful man, just be faithful. Just do what the simple and easy things that are in front of you to do, and you will, you will abound. Now, uh, I, I took over, I, uh, uh, what do you call it, I, I purloined Albert Einstein. I don't know if you can do that or not and not tell anybody, but uh, he said, logic will get you from A to B. Well, I forget what the real word was. But what? It, but imagination will take you everywhere. Wow, well, that's just not, that's not true. Imagination will show you everywhere, but it won't take you anywhere. In other words, I can see a great thing, but that doesn't mean I'm going there. So I changed it. Logic will get you from A to B, but faith will take you everywhere. Woo-hoo! So I'm going I'm to ask you tonight, River Church and broadcast. I'm going to ask you here at the end of this, not, uh, this 2020 going into 2021, I'm going to ask you to get in faith with me. What about? Well, you know what the what about is. Every one of you know what the what about is. It's personal in your life. Corporately, when you, uh, individually and personally, when you get in faith about your situation, you will exude or have a radiance about you where we will all get in faith. I'm going to ask you to stop your busy life and stop the logic, the logic that will get you from A to B. And make a switch, make a turn to get in faith. I'm assuming that all of us are in faith about many things and certainly have a history, a testimony of great faith. But it could be that you've got busy or it could be that things have been kind of confusing. Certainly the COVID, certainly the economy, certainly so many things have been distractions. But that's one thing that we cannot be or do is distracted. We got one life preserver that we have to hold on to it, and that is faith. We have to believe the truth or the lie will take us under. And so it's not like, well, yeah, I believe. Yeah, we all have a passive uh, head belief where we believe that the light switch comes on when you go up and the left handle is hot. Although I have found since then some sinks are not hot on the left. But anyway, we all know that thing. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about getting in and turning our focus away from the troubles of this world. Jesus, the Lord Jesus said, take no anxious thought about anything. And just shutting it down and saying, the just lives by faith. Not by senses, not by sight. I live by faith faith. So let's talk about faith a little tonight, just a little primer that we can just uh, look at and say. It says in Romans chapter 4, verse uh, 18, we'll start there. We could go the whole thing. Who against hope, Abraham, who against hope believed in hope. Why? That he might become the father of many nations. Well, that was the promise that was given to him. It wasn't, you're going to climb Mount Ararat or Sinai or something. The promise was Father of many nations, what's the promise that you're holding on to? Well, you're going to have to do like him who, against hope, against the circumstance, believed in hope that he might fulfill the promise, that you might fulfill the promise, that you may go to the other side. How many of y'all would say with me, "I'm I'm going to the other side? Let's say it better. I'm going to the other side. Well, your other side may be different than my other side, but I, certainly I've been to your other side and you've been to mine. It doesn't matter what station or place in life you are right now. The important thing is is if your assignment is to get to the other side, and it is that you go there. The story that we are, are, are referencing is the storm came up in the middle of the lake. Well, how many of you all know that storm is not just... That place and that day, it's metaphorical for our whole life. So who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? What, what, what? According to that which was spoken, so for him, so shall thy seed be. For him, it was that. But it may be for you by his stripes you were healed. It may be for you uh, uh, he became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. That would be the word that he said was spoken. You got to get a hold of the spoken word. It's a written word now, but it was spoken into this written word. And you got to find it. You can't just say, I believe the whole Bible. Well, it's sure you do. Or not. I mean, you'd testify you did. I would. But sometimes my actions betray my beliefs. Are y'all with me tonight? Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go on here. And not and being not weak in faith, he considered not. Say considered not. considered not. So if you're gonna walk by faith, you're gonna have to consider not. There's some things that are gonna come up in the natural realm that you're gonna put your baby blues on, you're gonna hear with these little punkine ears, you're gonna you're gonna have an experience that springs up from something that that's there, and you're gonna recount or recall or live out something that tells you. This ain't happening. And the word says that Abraham, the way he bested his situation, which was pretty daunting, as old as he was, to have a child, and being not weak in faith, for him, he considered not his own body. It may be for you, you have to consider not your past, your reputation. Could be that you have to consider not your finances or something that's that's tainted you or that's that's hovering over you saying, You don't have it, you don't have the qualifications, you can't, you have no access, you have no transportation, all the things that are, that we have to consider not. Um, Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Do you have these things in your own life? Of course you do. And it details Abraham, his own, and he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Well, that's Abraham. That's the example. But look in verse 20. Now, we didn't talk about this last week, but we should have. It says he staggered not at the promise of God. Let's read that together. He staggered not at the promise of God. Now, what what does that mean? What is that all about? What are you and I facing? What are we attempting to get over? What is the mountain that's in our front, in front of us, that we we are staggering not? If you don't have a promise going on right now for a situation that you're facing right now, if you don't have anything that causes you to step back occasionally and go, whoa, then you're not believing God. In other words, you can figure it out and maybe luck will have it or maybe people will come in and do it. There could be a possible way if it fell this way and all that. That's not what this is about. This is about... Staggering not at the promise of God. In other words, the promise is so outstanding, you can't get your head around it. Your condition, your situation, your, uh, the, the setup in your life or, in your, or your dream is hopeless. Who against hope believed in hope. It's hopeless. Just stay there and let me read this to you. This is a scripture that we all know and love. It's Ephesians 3.20. But it's talking about the staggering not promise. He's got some promises that will set you on your heels if you face them and say, I must enter in to this promise. See, we all enter into some de- derivation or some, some deri- something that's on the side of that, some tangent of it, and we say, well, I'm believing for this, and I'm believing for that, instead of just taking the promise full on and saying... Bless God, that's me. Because it says in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we can ask, think, meditate, and imagine, according to the power that's already working in us, that will stagger you because you can't get your little pumpkin head around it. You can't get, by his stripes, I was healed with your situation with them, them telling you what they'll tell you, and they know how to tell you stuff. They'll poke a needle in you. They'll take a blood test. They'll analyze you. they have you pee in a cup. They'll do everything, and they know just what, excuse me for saying that, but they, they know just what to tell you how daunting it is. And your situation financially, it's like, I don't have any kin folks that have any money. There's not even an Uncle Jack that could pass away and say, I got a favorite nephew. You don't know how it could come at all, and your job is just uh, a job, and it's just this, and uh, there is no hope. You could stagger at the promise of God that says, I'm going to supply your need according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. You could stagger. You could just say, and this is what you'd look like. How in the world? How there is no way. Well, that tells you right there, it's above what you can Ask or think and you go well if I can't if I can't if it's above that I'm not going to embrace it And therein is the temptation that you say if I can't understand it If I can't get from point A to point B with my logic Then I'm just going to take a little promise that doesn't cause me to stagger Well, I'm asking God to help the doctor Give him wisdom and guide his hand Yay. Well, yay. Do something. Do something. But nobody staggers at that promise, whatever that is. Right. I ask the Lord to give me lunch money. When do you have to have it? Well, 90 days from now. You go, well, you're not staggering. You're not close to staggering. We need to hear from each other that says that when we tell it, we, we all step back and go, whoo, <laughs> whoo, you... Your faith staggers me. When's the last time you did something for the first time where you just got out there and said, bless God. They asked Curry Blake the other day, what would you do if you had a diagnosis? Would you go to the doctor? And he said, I don't want to answer that. Next. They said, well, what would happen? I don't want to answer that. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Because y'all can't handle it the answer and finally they just warded him down and he finally said okay I'll just tell you and this is this is where we all got to be he said I just go out in the woods and I'd get with God and I'd wrestle the alligator and whichever way it went I'd be happy with it said I'm going to heaven's not not hard for me not hard to think about but he said, I wouldn't be going to the doctor. But he said, I'm not telling you. He said, that's why I wouldn't tell you when you ask me. It's because you think, ah, that's the, it's sin for all of us. No, just get a promise that staggers you and you'll be fine. And when you whoop that mountain, that alligator, then you can get around that. Then you can take on Goliath. If you've done the bear, you've done the lion, then you're ready for the giant. But if you always wimp out and say, well, that lion, he got a little one, so that won't really hurt anything. And that bear, you know, I can outrun him or something, you know. And you don't ever, you never take on the bear and the lion, which is staggering. Well, then you'll never even see that there's a giant. And you'll live a mediocre life. You'll live a, in the shadow, a good Christian life. And everybody that I know is living a good Christian life. But I'm telling you, we're called to live a great Christian life. We're called to have a testimony. And you can't be friends with everybody. You can't get along with everybody. They don't want to be around you because you condemn them, not because you judge them, but your faith is out there and they're all saying, I'd like to be like him, but I'm not willing to be like him. So there's a, it stirs the water. The, the, the soup is being churned and you just can't be i'm in love with everybody or you can't be where everybody's in love with you i should say are y'all getting this hallelujah so it says in the amplified he did not weaken in faith when he considered the utter impotence of his own body he did not weaken in faith he staggered not And then it says, but he grew strong and was empowered by faith. He grew strong in the challenge, in the test, in the the valley of the shadow of death. He grew strong. You know it takes some sort of stuff to increase under the challenge. Hardly anybody can. You, You have to be already trained and disciplined in your heart that says, I'll just go out into the woods and I'll make my case to God. And you'll either see me healed or you'll not see me. And you go, well, that's crazy. And you can judge that and you can take it apart and say, well, this and well, that. But that's where his faith is. Where's your faith? Where's my faith? What, what is the end of it? What is, the, what is they put a, a sack over your head and put a gun, gun to your head and pull back the trigger and say, deny Jesus? Or worse than that, they put your sweetheart in the chair. And put a sack over her head and pull it back and tell you to deny Jesus or they're going to shoot her. Oh, that's even worse. Or one of your kids or whatever. So how much could you take? How much would it? Where's the stagger line? You go, what are you asking this for? Because you have to know before you get into the situation what you'll do. These things can't be made up on the fly. You can't can't gather yourself up under the symptoms and under the, the attack. You have to gather yourself up before that day. The Olympians, you know, they gather themselves up before the Olympics. A bunch. And we gather ourselves up in this. And we go, what's this all about? Why do I need to know this? Why do I need to be strong in faith? Why do I need not to wimp out? Because the day is coming, and now is, where we will be called on in a short period of time, the revival that's, that's where we don't have time to train people. We don't have time to get things out of their head that are religious and get things in their head that are spiritual. It has to be done before that day. Now, if you're going to have 10 years of just prolonged seesawing around like we have right now, well, maybe you can get a few folks trained. But it's up to you. That day is up to us, those that are strong in faith, that stagger not at the promise of God. We ought to be, now, you might not like this, but you're learning I don't care too much. I'll just, You just forgive me. Just forgive me. That'll be good. But we ought to be healing the covid right and left. I don't know why we're not. And for sure, for sure, we shouldn't be victims to it. And we are not. Now we have released our faith and you are in good hands, honey. The Lord is taking care of River Church. We're not puffed up about it. We know it's, it's, a, it's an edge, it's a line. And we're not we're not far over it but we are uh, over it mark 11 12, thirteen says master look, look look like this we won't read it but it, it's in verse 21 of mark 11. you know the story they went from they went to where were they going and Jesus cursed the fig tree and then he's the one that's where he said have faith in God for you'll say to this mountain be thou removed well in verse 21 when they were coming back the next morning after he cursed it that first day and they came back from Bethany, I think, or Beth's, Beth, look it up, it'll do you good. Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. Now what is, what is wrong with that? Let me read it again. Master, behold the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. What is the failure in Peter right there? That he was surprised that he had little regard for the words that Jesus spoke forcefully the day before. And it's like Christians that get a miracle. Well, I I don't believe it. It really happened. You know, Uh, he said, master, look what you said actually came to pass. It was an indictment against him, wasn't because he wasn't paying attention in church. We got to pay attention because it's so common and routine, the way that it happens. I mean, I'm up here, I'm, I'm, I'm just a selected one through a process of whatever, and so I'm ministering to you out of the word, but, but any one of you could do it, and I could send you to any church in town. I could send you to any church in Alabama. I could call and say, she'll be there Sunday, and it would set their woods on fire when, when we said the last amen. We wouldn't be ashamed or embarrassed at all because of what you know and your experience. But we got to know. We got to know down in here. It's not like, well, I'm still road testing that. I hadn't decided. Well, when are we going to decide? When are we going to decide that when the fig tree got cursed, it's done? And when we curse cancer and when we curse COVID and when we curse poverty and lack shortage and need, it's done. What what is the tipping point? Where do we go? Well, I need more evidence, or I'm still meditating on that or thinking on that. Well, Sally Forth. But now is the hour. Wow. I'm on line six. So our response has got to be to pay attention to the unseen things. We've got to be attentive to the unseen because that why that's who we are. We are a spirit, an unseen thing. We live in a body and we possess a soul, but we are the unseen thing. Well, words are unseen. They're heard, but they're unseen. But there's impacting as if the United States military rolled in here with some gigantic missile and says, we're going to hit that little, that little tricycle down here three miles away. Do you think we can do it? Well, yea, verily, we think you can do it. We've got to give regard to the unseen things, the spiritual things. We've got to know that when we say it, it's been said. Our words are the last note. You've got to go there. You go, well, I'm a long ways from. We'll just take a step. Just, just jump out with me, and let's just take a step. It's a long ways, but one step's got to happen before a second one can happen. Let's step out there. Let's, let's come together, and let's defeat whatever's standing in your way. The mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, does not doubt. In his heart, but believeth those things which he saith, which I saith, which you saith, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. What things soever ye desire when you pray. Desire, demand is another word. That when you pray, believe you receive them. There's a transaction there. It's like shaking hands. You shake hands with the guy, you know that whatever you've been talking about is Done. There's no, there's no jerky back. There's no like, well, tomorrow I may change my mind. Don't shake hands. And don't transact with your faith what things soever you desire when you pray. Believe that ye receive them. It's a transaction. If you're not ready to sign, back away from the desk and say, I can't do that. But when you say, I'm ready, what things soever you uh, desire when you pray. When you pray that prayer, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. When you pray that prayer, it's over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just a little faith thing. We got to get back to this, don't we? We got to encourage one another in this. We got we to gotta let the word speak to us in this. Uh, in verse 22 of that Mark 11, the Lord Jesus said, have the God kind of faith. Y'all remember that? Have, have, uh, have the faith of God but it's translated to have the God kind of faith or whatever. And, uh, but now y'all know that, that he was prophetically speaking to these boys because none of them were born again. None of them could have the God kind of faith. When you got born again, the God kind of faith was downloaded into you. The new birth was much more than, wow, good, we're missing hell, going to heaven. That was, that was the little end of it. That was just the, the byproduct or, or, or whatever. What really happened is the God kind of faith came down. The God kind of love came in, and it changed you forever. Romans 5 says, the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. Well, that's at the new birth. Well, so that was prophetic, wasn't it? Have the God kind of faith. Well, remember this. I, I thought of this. Matthew 18 says, Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Don't you know he was kind of rocking right there like everybody else would have said four, but I, I think I got seven in me. Jesus said unto him, "I say not unto thee until seven, but until seventy times seven. Well, how, how you can't do that? The world's meaner than mean, but you and I have the love of God. We can forgive, but you got to be born again. These boys weren't born again, and the Lord was prophesying, "This day is coming; it's right around the corner." And I'm telling you, the Lord's saying right now to us, this day is coming. It's right around the corner. Now, if I'm wrong, then you got strong in the Lord and the power of his might for nothing. If I'm wrong, then you forgave your enemies. You prospered. You were in health, even as your soul prospered. If I'm wrong, you have the victory. And (laughs) there's no downside to this. But there's nothing more fun. And you know this from Healing Center nothing more fun. Than praying and ministering to people. I, I've been on it all day and all week about relationships, that there's nothing going on in your life that's greater than relationships, that actually prosperity in and of itself is not scriptural. To chase after, you won't find it in here to chase after money, but what you do is to seek first the kingdom of God. Well, what's the kingdom of God? It's relationships. So it takes money to have people over. It takes money to take them to lunch. It takes money to feed, to to put a jacket on their kids. It takes money, money, money everywhere, and that's why God wants to prosper us. Yes. I mean, get a new car? Yes. Get a new house? Absolutely, yes. because that is the evidence that you're prospering for the kingdom. And why are we healed? Oh, Lord, heal me. I've missed three days at the golf course, and I'm, they're all mad at me. That's not it. Y'all know that's not it. It's for relationships. Everything in the kingdom is based on relationships, us, us with the Lord and us with each other. This church, know it or not, believe it or not, care or not, is precious to each one of us. You go, I really don't like them. Well, I got, I got blood brothers I don't care for. Hope you're listening. Straighten up. So it's not a matter of we get to prefer. Well, I don't know if I like that pastor. There's nothing in the scriptures that says you have to like me. Endure me, absolutely. Because what I've got, I'm in my place. You're in your place. So we're transacting. So you don't have to say, well, he didn't shake my hand or he didn't say good morning to me just right or whatever, or he, he, he took so-and-so out to lunch and not me. That could go, that's endless. To be offended is endless. What you got to say is, I'd drive two and a half hours to be in that service because that's where the Lord has me. So iron's sharpening iron here. We're just, we're just where we're supposed to be and we're doing, and he then uh, Paul was uh, watered, Paul planted, Paul is watered, and God gave the increase. So here we are. Well, I, I've got so much more, but I'm, I'm going to go straight to this. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, let's just talk about our faith gauge. Because everybody wants to know do I have uh, what things soever you desire when you pray? Well, believe you receive them. Do, am I in faith? You know, it's, it's, it's not a feeling, it's not a gauge, it's not something you can measure or even ask somebody. Although people can tell if you're in faith. How do you tell if somebody's in faith? Listen to the words. Why is that? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will tell all. Powerful and weak, it'll tell all. If you just open your mouth, someone can say, Honey, you're not in faith. Just come back next week and we'll work on this. But you're not in faith. You're you're worried, you're fretful. So we have five things here that I come up with years ago, and y'all have heard them a million times, but let's just go over them real quick since we have no time. Hallelujah. Uh, Principle number one, idle words speak on their own, and faith speaks on its own. We don't have to say, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. I'm blessed, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. Well, I'm in faith because I said faith words. Faith will speak on its own. It's not in the head, and neither can it be. Idle words will also speak on their own. Idle, unemployed, useless words, uh, chatter, conversation, coarse jesting, all these things are in the word. Don't do them. Let your yea be yea, your nay be nay. Whatsoever else is, uh, is of sin. So, you don't have to conjure. That's a bad word, but you don't have to originate your faith. Put the word in. If you don't put it in, guaranteed it won't come out. Well, I, I know Pastor real good, and I know he can, he can pray. He sure can. But that's not the kind of prayer you need. Eventually, you're going to have to get out there on your own. The more you mature, the more you're on your own. whom much is given. Much is required. So sometimes Christians cannot get healed in the traditional way that babies or sinners or whatever get healed. Because God expects them to grow into that realm. So uh, faith is an act. So we're going to say number two, faith is an act. That faith speaks and faith acts and anything that speaks without acting is not faith it's wild-eyed it's so good it's it's it encourages us it's just what we ought to want to do but if it doesn't move the mountain you hadn't got there yet number three faith rests let's say that together faith rests now this is just about the best test you can tell if you're in faith or not. You just stop and say, what's going on inside me? Am I agitated? Am I nervous? Am I, you know, the unknown bothers me? Uh, something Here's one. Something, I'm waiting on God to manifest himself. I'm waiting on the manifestation. I'm waiting, I'm waiting. No, faith never waits. Faith has it. I got it. I got it. Well, where is it? I got it. Well, where is it? I've got it. You'll see it, but I got it. So faith rests because it's already seen what you believed for, what faith believes for, and there's no pressure. If there's pressure in your heart, like, I hope I did enough, you need to keep going. And just keep filling up, keep filling up. But we need to be filling up anyway. We're not, we're not just trying to get enough, you know, put enough in just so we'll have enough to move that mountain. We're supposed to be totally all the time being filling up. So faith rests. Amen. Peace is the umpire for doing the will of God. And faith is the evidence of, excuse me, rest is the evidence of faith. So you can tell. Now I can listen to you, you could listen, but I, I know, I'm, I have a trained ear to listen to people and tell if they're in faith. You just, it just it's barely spring. It's like that, that, those green beans that have low sodium. <laughs> Sometimes our words just have low unbelief in them. But you can pick it out. And it's the evidence that, honey, no condemnation, but come back when you can pull the trigger. Believes it, receives it when it prays. Uh, number four, I love this one, faith makes plans. Now, why does faith make plans? Because we're not waiting on what we haven't seen before we start engaging the future. We already believe that what we prayed for that's necessary to go on, we've already received it as done. So we make plans. Well, are you sure you want to plan a a cruise and a trip with that, uh, that nasty cough and your high fever and everything? I got it. Make those plans. Book me on the outside on the... What do you call that, the outer deck? In in a cruise, where's the inner side and the outer side? Y'all got to get out more. (laughs) So uh, faith is meditating the next step. Faith is meditating the next step. Well, you had not even got that step yet. Yeah, I got it. Just because you hadn't seen it. Number five this is my new one faith rejoices with confidence faith just says we got this and we're happy about it not a nervous faith that says ah we have it we have it yeah we we got it <laughs> no you don't honey it's okay but you just need to come back next week after you've immersed yourself in the word and uh, repented of some thoughts some thoughts and things um uh, one thing that we do around here to rejoice in faith is we say things that catch on to us, like uh, there's plenty more where that came from. Now, I'll tell you, cha- that, little, that little doodly-doo will change your life because it's based on the Word. We used to say, everything's turning out amazing. Well, that just stops you in your unbelieving tracks. Your doubt just uh, gets confronted and you go, everything that's not amazing is still turning. I'll wait on it. I'll I'll agree with it. Uh, uh, well, I like this song, and we're going to sing it later, not now, but uh, yeah, because we don't have time. But I'm strengthened by His might in my inner man. Remember that in Ephesians. Uh, it's right here. Let me. Uh, where is that? It three. Verses three. Is it Ephesians 3? I'm looking. Can you can you bear down on that a little more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got all six chapters open. Hallelujah. Well, I shouldn't have brought it up. Don't y'all know this verse? We're strengthened by his might in our inner man. 316. 316. Thank you, family. I just had a little blank there. Okay, that he would grant me according to the riches of his glory. The word glory there means goodness. That he would grant me according to his riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Ah, We could say that all year. I'm strengthened by his might in my inner man. I'm strengthened. I'm strong. I can run and I'm not weary. I walk and I'm not faint. I rise up with wings. I'm strong. Yep. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a strong year. Amen. Now, you can't just be strong because you say so. You can't just be strong because you want to. You don't, can't be strong just because you need to. You have to have a year of preparation where you go, well, I've seen old Billy. I've seen COVID. I've seen my job be on the edge. I've seen my money uh, get threatened. And none of it, what Paul said, it says, none of it moves me. So then you can get strong for the next level. And that's what we're doing in River Church. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, Father, we thank you for strengthening us by your might in our inner man. We're not going to be where we can bench press more, do more squats. We're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of your might. We're going to be strong and of a good courage. Lord, we're going to be, when we think we're weak, we're going to say, I'm strong. When the, when the devil has his foot on our neck, we're going to say, I'm winning. Hallelujah. There's no trouble that you hadn't already fixed. We enter into your strength and victory. In Jesus' name, I got it. Amen amen well amen sorry about that 11 minutes over but uh that's how it went